church. Praise the Lord, church. Is there any happy people in the house of the Lord this morning? Is there anybody that's happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. The book of Psalms, Psalm 100 said, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence singing. Know ye, Lord, that the Lord is good, that he's God. Can we give the Lord some praise in this place? Can we let our prize raise? Can we let our praise rise in this place this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. We're here to give the Lord some praise. We're here to give the Lord our worship. We want our praise to rise in this place this morning. So worship the Lord with us this morning as we sing. We bless your name, Jesus.
Hallelujah. All I want is for you to be lifted high, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, you're high and lifted up. You're exalted, Almighty God. Blessed be your wonderful name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, saints. Welcome to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. I greet you this morning, those online and those in the house of the Lord. I greet you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Our God is an awesome God. We are here to lift Him up. We are here to lift His name higher. We are here because He has afforded us this opportunity to come together today. He woke us up this morning with a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. We ought to give Him praise for He's worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to be here. Today, if there's anyone with a prayer request, you could just indicate by raising your hand. Um, Tiffany she has cancer and lupus we want to keep her in our prayer today and remember um, uh, there's another name Roy Wilson he's in need of prayer he's suffering from cancer we know that our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can think or ask of him he says, if we believe, we'll be able to receive. Our God is able. So we can put all our trust in Him. Know that He's able to do whatever we desire. Whatever we ask for in prayer, He's able to supply our needs. He said He will send His word to heal, and His word will not return void. He's faithful. He's a just God. So let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Mighty God, we love you. Lord, we honor and adore you. Oh, Lord Jesus, in you alone do we put our trust. You are our strength and you are our shield, Lord Jesus. Lord, we come to lift up your holy name. Because your name is a strong and mighty tower. Oh, mighty God, the righteous run into it and they are safe. At your name, Lord Jesus, every knee will have to bow. And every tongue will have to confess that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father. Blessed be your holy name, Lord Jesus. Oh, what a mighty God you are. There is none like you, and there is none besides you, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you are the sweet rose of Sharon. You are the lily of the valleys. You are the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. Lord, we come into your presence today with thanksgiving. Lord, we come today, almighty God, to worship you. For you seek worshipers. You seek such that would worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord God. Oh, precious Savior, in faith we look to you today, asking, Almighty God, that you accept our offering of sacrifice, of thanksgiving and praise today, Lord. We know, Almighty God, that you inhabit the praises of your people. We know, Lord God, that our praises are a sweet-smelling savor unto you. Lord, we worship you. We give you praise for your worthy, Lord God. You're worthy to receive all honor and glory and power. For you have created all things. For your pleasure they are and were created. Thank you, Almighty God, for giving us another opportunity to come together today to lift up your name. Thank you, Almighty God, for this privilege to worship you in spirit and in truth. Almighty God, in faith we pray for those who are sick today. We pray, Lord God, that you let your healing virtues flow to your people today. 
touch us, Lord God, from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. Lord God, those in need of healing in our body, Almighty God, we pray, Lord God, that you remove all sickness and all diseases today. Almighty God, we plead your healing, cleansing blood upon all sickness and all disease in this house today, Lord. Oh, precious Savior, have your way. Touch our hearts and our minds today, Lord God. Touch our new converts today, Almighty Father. Help them to grow in grace and the knowledge of you. Help them, Lord God, to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work that you set before them. Oh, Lord Jesus, we look to you for a fresh anointing today. Touch our pastor today, Lord God. Help him to minister unto your people as of the ability that he has received from you. Open our understanding today, Lord God, and help us to receive your engrafted words with meekness. Oh, Abba, Father, we need you. We need your guidance. We need your directions today, Lord. Let your perfect will be done in this house today, Lord God. Have your way as we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the church, say amen. Hallelujah. Anybody have a song in the house this morning? Hallelujah. You have a song and you want to let it out? We bless your name, Jesus. Can we put our hands together in this place? Everybody clap your hands.
It's the moment. It's the hour. It's the, it's the opportunity. Why don't you just step in and believe that all things are working together for your good. All things are working together for the good of him who loves God, who are called according to his purpose. It's the moment. It's the moment. Everything's changing. You're captivated. Just look on him. Just look on the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Look on the Lord. Lift up your Hayyanabos. It's the moment. It's the hour. Somebody yet? Tap into God. Into his presence. Into his power. Into his anointing. You can be healed. You can receive your deliverance. You can receive your breakthrough in the moment. Just one look. Hallelujah. I understand now, saints of God, I understand now, if I could briefly testify, I can understand now when obeying the voice of God does in your life. I understand now that when obeying the voice of God to the man of God does in your life, In a brief summary, in a brief summary, sometimes the way God does a miracle or does something that you've been praying for, it might be unconventional to you. It may not make sense to you. But when the Lord says, do what God said it, you got to just believe God and don't care about everything else. But at the moment where you're in the presence of God, you believe what he said. And I need somebody, if you need a miracle today, do something that you did not expect to do. That God is able to do the exceeding and the abundantly above all. Can I get somebody believing you, believing here today, that after today, after this moment, I believe God to do something in my life that I didn't pray, that I prayed for, that I didn't expect to happen. But because I tapped into his presence, can I get somebody believing here that just one look at God's presence? Hallelujah. This is an awesome atmosphere. The Holy Ghost is all up in this place. Somebody worship him. If you need your deliverance, he's here. If you need the Holy Spirit, he's here. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. there's a desperate need today I know there's a desperate need in the house today and some of us will say you're looking a little bit too cute for the situation but if you're God today if I can encourage you if your desperate need has for you to get ugly go ahead you have the liberty to get ugly because that's what he demands for the hour 
that it's not going to come as easy as you thought. But if you worship God, if you if you give Him what He deserves, I believe God can fulfill every word out of the mouth of God that proceeded out of His mouth. Let's go. Let's let's believe God today. At this time, this is a perfect place to let's share our love towards one another. Step out of your seat. Greet your greet your saints near and far and near to you. Step out of your seat. Come on, hug on somebody. Tell them we thank you. We welcome you. We appreciate you. This is the opportunity to to brace your saints, brace the the loved ones, brace your brothers and sisters in the holy. Spirit in the holy name in this atmosphere, God is able to move even right now. He's moving right now. Come on, step out of your seat. Come on, give somebody an embrace, a fist pump. It's your hour and moment. Hallelujah. Everything changes. I'm captivated. I will never be the same. Hallelujah. Just one look. Just one look. Hallelujah. I'm captivated. Hallelujah. 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 This is a wonderful time to greet each other in the in the spirit of unity. Hallelujah. Embrace a brother to brother, a sister to sister at this time. Hallelujah. Come on, when you get back to your seat, come on, clap your hands and worship the Lord. When you return back to your seat, you can put a praise on your mouth and in your mouth and hand clapping in your hands. Come on, say something to the Lord. He's wonderful. He's he's amazing. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I give God praise for being God's house one more time. It is a beautiful and awesome thing to be in his presence. And I believe God is about to move, and he's moving already. If you sense the waters are troubled, it's the season of the water being troubled. And it's up to you. It's up to you to decide. Will you be made whole today? Will you decide to walk and step in? By faith, by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We give God thanks for being here in Christ in the church. As was admonished before, this is your home church. We thank you and we welcome you home. And those who are yet watching, we appreciate those watching from all the parts of New Jersey and New York. And also across the very states and even internationally. We give God thanks for you. For you could be anywhere else watching, but you are here participating in the worship and we give God thanks for you and also we give God thanks for those who are present and we want to acknowledge the first second or third time if you are a first second third time visitor you may stand at this time as we can acknowledge you in this awesome presence yes God bless you brother Joshua yes Caleb right there come on stand standing and let's embrace some saints of God let's let's give God praise for our guests we can do much better than that we embrace our guests we thank God for them God bless you, my sister. It's good to see you again. God bless you. 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 Let's make sure we get in touch with them, stay in contact with them. 
Let them know that we are here to serve whatever needs that they desire. God is for us because they got to know we're doing a great thing on this side of the vineyard. We're doing a great thing on this side of the vineyard. And God is doing some wonderful things in Christ and the church. We thank God for what he's done. Saints of God, as I said again, in this season of your life, whenever the man of God or woman of God embraces this pulpit, I trust the Lord that you will be obedient to the voice of what God is saying in your life. Saints of God, I can't express how I'm feeling. If you could be in my shoes right now, trust me, I want to do some 10 laps around this church. Because I thank God for this man of God that we have as our pastor and his wife. Come on, let's thank God for them. Let's put up, listen, y'all could do a little bit better than that. Let's thank God for our pastor and his wife, Sister Wyatt. We give God thanks for them. We give God thanks for the ministry, Brother Scarlett. Everyone is serving in their capacity. Ministry leaders, we give you thanks. We honor you in your respective places. I say that because it takes one word for God to change the situation. And if you be obedient and willing, God will do something in your life. I'm a proven witness of it. All I can do is say, my honey's coming home. That's all I got to say. I said, my honey's coming home. That's all I got to say. And that was the word of God that was spoken. Come on, y'all don't listen. Listen, I know what a word of God can do in your life. I know what a word of God can do in your life. And I thank God for missionary Ryan Paul for that word on Wednesday night. It's important that you come to Bible study because you never know what God is going to say in the midst of us. It's offering time, saints of God. It's offering time. Put your hands together for it's offering time. In my hand, in my hand is an envelope, which is our spiritual journey. Our envelopes are with our ushers, and of course you can indicate them by their tags. This is our spiritual journey offering, and we have uh, been doing this since 2021. And it was a joyous occasion when we were in Princeton uh, launching this spiritual journey campaign. We're still giving in this spiritual journey campaign. This doesn't end. This continues. And those who are your first, it may be your first time here. You are a part of the journey. Not just in financing, but in prayer. Our prayer line is at 5 a.m. each morning, Monday through Friday. If you want to touch from God, if you want answered prayers, to join us on our prayer line. But this here is where we can sow into your kingdom. And I want you, saints of God, to get an usher. Please, everybody, can you just do this? Everyone take one of these. Just everyone today. Take a spiritual journey envelope. We're asking you, saints of God, because we believe what God is doing in this church. We have a lot of projects we want to do. Not because we want to make us look good, but it's for the kingdom of God to be expanded. And I never heard of anyone that was successful in getting a mortgage, buying their first home, buying a second home, buying apartments, that when they saw it the first time, it remained the same after a year. I don't know. If anyone does, you tell me. But I know for every lady, they make sure what becomes their own, they make it their own. They beautify it the way they want. Saints of God, we have an awesome church. We have a lot of things to do. We got a lot of things we got to pay for. They don't come free, but we got to give. We got to give because in giving to the kingdom of God, you will see miracles. 
you will see fulfillment of your of the word of God being done in your life. Trust me, it happened Wednesday. I'm a living testimony of when you obey the voice of God, do something unconventional, and God is literally saying to God, my, I can't even talk because my mind was so blown away how God did it when I didn't expect it. That's how he does it. If you give to the Lord, saints of God, he's going to do something unexpected in your life that you thought of, that you made it as an afterthought. I want you to be implored. Take a spiritual journey, a spiritual journey uh, envelope where you can give. We're giving to enhance what you want. This is what is your own. This is your own church. Fort Tennis Court is your church. And we are also ways of giving. MyCC.Faith. At PayPal, at Christ and the Church, we just encourage you, saints of God, whatever you can, listen to the voice of God. In this next season or in this position where we're getting closer to our dedication, do something in your heart regarding to this church. Pray about it. Think about it. And don't even, not even consider your own ability because you don't have an ability. It's God working in your heart. And when you do it, trust me by faith. He's going to return some 100, some 60, some 30 fold. If we all can stand at this time, let's follow the ushers and, and follow what the Lord is going to lead and speak to us today. And I believe a word is going to come to our hearts and believe that God is going to do it in our hearts today. Of course, ways of giving, if you do not have cash on you, our, our, our servants that are serving, our kiosk area, that is our per, person, the idea, Sister Crystal Hasker, the idea will be there to assist you. If you are not able to give by cash, but please follow the ushers. They are starting from the front. Move to the right. And, of course, we, we want you to give unto the Lord. Let's give unto the Lord and let's pray, believing God, that God is going to bless someone. I'm believing God to expand someone. If you don't have a job, I believe God is going to give it to you. I believe if you if you put the application in, if it's the will of God, it's going to happen. It's going to be fulfilled in your life. Whatever your family, your needs to be saved, your, your, your uh, situations to be mended, trust me, God has a word. God has a word for you. God has a, has, a, has, a, has a design plan for your life that he wants to see it done and completed through you. Father, we thank you for this day. Let's pray. It is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for every promise that you've made. We thank you for the things that you are going to do and the things you've done. So we give you the praise and the glory. I pray that you continue to bless this wonderful people. I pray that you continue to strengthen them, encourage them. I pray that they be a part of the move and the revival that's happening here in Hamilton, New Jersey. I pray that in everything they're doing, I pray there not be anything lacking in their life. I pray in the name of Jesus that your will be performed in their lives like never before in this time, in this season of their life. We will indicate by saying amen. Amen. And our ministers will yet serve us in our selection. God bless you all.
Come on, let's thank the Lord this morning. His presence is in this house. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We thank you this morning, Lord. I thank God for all of you that are here this morning. I thank God for what he's doing in this church. And I just want to say I thank God for the ministry of our praise and worship team. Their sacrifice and their commitment. When I say praise and worship, I mean musicians. I mean the singers. I mean audiovisual. Their commitments, commitment have been relentless in how they pursue the kingdom of God. And we hear them come up and sometimes... We are the recipient of them just singing and worshiping the Lord and his presence begin to flow and we are recipients of that. But there's a lot of prayer. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of time and there's a lot of sacrifice that's been put forth for them to do what they do each and every week. And I just feel strong in my spirit to let you all know I really appreciate that. And I thank you for all of your sacrifice and your commitment to just advance the kingdom of God and to be a blessing to the Lord's people. 
Amen. Thank you for them. Let's give them a hand clap of praise and thank God for the ministry of the praise and worship, the, the musicians and audiovisual this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A couple of quick announcements. For those of you that do not know, our building dedication service is June 24th at 3 p.m. You may be seated. And we're not sure how many people will attend. I'm always, I don't know, more on the side of who's going to come. I don't know. I never assume people are going to do anything. Because you just never know. But the leadership team says, no, I think we're going to have a decent-sized crowd. I said, okay. And so we got together and decided that we need to do a registration. And the registration is not for, to charge you. So for those of you that might think to register is going to charge you, I hope you didn't look at the announcement and say, register? I'm not paying to go to dedication service. But the registration is not to charge you. There's no cost involved. The registration is so we can keep account of how many people will be attending. We have, we have guests coming in from out of town, different parts of the country, that will be a part of the service. And we have to make plans for everyone that will be here. We plan to have some kind of refreshment at, after, after the service. And we want to have an idea of how many people that will be here. So please register. You and your family. Everybody needs to register. I got to go get registered. And everybody needs to register on Eventbrite. If you have not seen the link through text or email, we'll resend it again. If you haven't seen it, you can also tap into our social media page pages. And you can register because we have the link floating around on all of our platforms. So please go and register. If you have any questions, see Brother Ethan Scarlett or Sister Patrice. Also, our young adults, we're talking about the ages of 18 through 36. June 3rd, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., we have a social hour event. And we'll be doing some grilling. I don't know who's gonna be doing the grilling. They say grilling. Let's see who's doing the grilling. Did they tell you you're doing the grilling, Brother D? Y'all didn't tell Brother Darrell. They didn't tell me. So somehow they got somebody doing the grilling. Oh, Brother Tom doing the grilling. Okay, all right. Okay. We let Brother Tom burn your sausage up for you. I'm sorry, Brother Tom. I couldn't help it. <laughs> but come out June the 3rd from 1 to 3 p.m., social hour. We'll have a good time. We'll grill. We'll eat. Um, the good news is, let me insert this, uh, our tenants will probably have something going on and maybe that will be an opportunity to be a witness. And so be watchful and see how we can be a blessing to those that are coming to the ballet studio. This event will be at the church. And so we want you to come, invite somebody. That's June 3rd from 1 through 3 p.m. Somebody say amen. Nurses, Sister Sylvia, need to meet with you in the back. 
or over in the fellowship hall after church today. And so please, if you can, meet her. She has a few things that she would like to discuss with you. Amen. Okay. We have a baptism certificate that we didn't get a chance to give out, but we want to give it out this morning. Brother Joshua, you probably didn't know that you had a certificate. Don't look around. I know. Come on, Brother Joshua. He's looking around. Who's saying Joshua? We're saying Joshua. Come on, Brother Joshua. Everybody that is born into, let's just go with the United States because we're here. So when somebody is born into the United States, they have a birth certificate. And so that tells the day they were born and that they were born. Well, whenever anyone is baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, we give you a certificate that you were baptized into Christ. And so we want you to know that you were baptized into Christ. Let's look at the date. May 7th, 2023. Got your name there. Says that you were baptized in Jesus' name at Christ Center Church in Hamilton Square, New Jersey. This is your certificate, Joshua. I want you to turn around. They want to take a picture of you. I don't know if you had planned to take a picture this morning, but, but you can take a picture with these fellas right here. Joshua, when babies are born into the world, we don't leave them in the hospitals. We take them home with us. And we take care of them while they're home till they grow up and can take care of themselves. You got baptized in Jesus' name. You're a baby in Christ. We can't leave you to yourself, but you got to help us. So you got to keep coming to church. We will take care of you. We will help to raise you up until you become a mature person in Christ where you can take care of yourself. So you got to keep coming. All right? Fellas, make sure y'all connect with Joshua. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I mentioned this morning to our leaders that we would like for you to give sacrificially. I'll mention it again. And um, God has been good to us. And through our obedience, we have been blessed. The The two things that we did consistently to be where we are this morning, to be sitting here, standing here. The two things we did consistently, September coming for two years, was that we prayed and we gave sacrificially. That's why we're standing here. Don't get comfortable now. Don't stop praying. And don't stop giving sacrificially. Yes, we have a lot of needs. Like any place else, when you go into a new home, you want to decorate it the way you want it to say, this is our home. And so we have lots of things to do. One of the things we knew that would be a situation that we need to handle immediately was that our HVAC unit for just this area would need to be replaced. And it costs $12,000 altogether to replace it. We just replaced it. And we didn't come to you and say, hey, we need to replace it. If you don't get it, we can't replace it. We just replaced it. But I want you to keep those things in mind and know we're constantly doing 
what's necessary to make this home, our home, the best home it can be so our families and friends and neighbors and relatives can come and know who the one true God is and be saved. We're going to expand one day where this wall will have to get knocked down and we're going to have to keep building. And so this is just the beginning of something special that God is doing. So I want you to keep that in mind as you continue to come and worship and praise and give sacrificially and pray because God is doing something special. And here is the final thing I will say about this. God will use you to be an ambassador to what he's doing. So you might just be a common person right now. Brother Tim, Brother Chrisaya, you might feel like, eh, you know, I'm just glad to be a part of the church. But God just doesn't do things like that. You're not just going to be a part of the church. God has specific calling and ministry in all of you. And so you're part of the church, but God is working on you to get you to the place where you will be an ambassador. You will do things to keep the kingdom of God moving and expanding. Understand that. We have a word from the Lord this morning. And so if you will stand with me, we'll just read one passage of scriptures and let the Lord have his way. I won't keep you long. If you, if you stay long, it's because the Lord wanted you to stay long. Not because I kept you long. In my mind, I'm just going to give you the word of God and let you do whatever you need to do with it. And whatever you and God do after that, that's between you and the Lord. We appreciate all of our guests being with us, our first, second, and third time guests. We thank you for being here. We're just grateful. We know that God sent you here and you didn't just come on your own, but it was the work of of the power of God. So we thank you for being here. Those of you that have joined us via live stream and that will listen or watch the live stream at a later date, we welcome you and thank you for joining and hope that you can be with us here one day. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. First John chapter 5, verse number 14. 1 John chapter 5, verse number 14. The scripture says, And this is the confidence. Somebody say confidence. All right, let me start that over. 1 John chapter 5, verse number 14. Are you there with me? And this is the confidence... Somebody say confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, somebody say anything, according to his will, he heareth us. But he didn't stop there. That's very, very good. I can just be glad with that. But he didn't stop there. And if we know that he hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. 
we know that we have. If he hears us, then we know that we have. Do you think the God that created us to hear cannot hear? If we will talk to him and express to him those things that we desire, he hears us. And because he hears us, we know we have the petitions that we desire of him. Jesus, for the next few moments, we want you to have your way. I pray that you'll remove pride and fear from every one of us. And that you'll set us free from every stronghold and captivity, even now that's in our life. That you will break the invisible chains that have us bound. And that we will be free, indeed, to open our hearts and to receive of you that which we desire and have petitioned. Lord, will you anoint me as your instrument as your conduit, as your vessel, to speak as your oracle and to communicate your truth. We thank you and praise you. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. For just a few moments this morning, I would like to talk to you on this topic. Simple, simple topic. Have confidence in Jesus. Have confidence in Jesus. It's simple, but sometimes we make living for God difficult. We make it seem so hard. And sometimes other people are looking on and watching us, and we make it so, or make it look so difficult and so hard when it's more simple than sometimes how we make it. Man has a deep desire to be assured and to be certain. Mm -hmm. He desire to be assured and certain so desperately that he will do whatever he has to do to be certain and to be assured. He will even dabble in the occult in his effort to find out something for sure. That's how desperate we are to be assured or to be certain. We will even dabble in witchcraft. Dabble in the occult because we want to be sure. We want to be certain. A businessman once was once having dinner in a restaurant with his pastor and said to him, do you see those offices across the street? In them sit some of the most influential business leaders in this town. Many of them used to come over to this restaurant here regularly to consult a fortune teller. 
She isn't here anymore talking about the fortune teller. But a few years ago, you could count up the millions of dollars in this room as men waited to consult her. All because of their desire for assurance and certainty. We desire to be certain. We desire to be assured so desperately that we're willing to compromise ourselves and step into the realm of the unknown. Oh, just so we can be assured. Just so we can be certain. Benjamin Franklin wrote in 18, in 1789, that nothing is certain but death and taxes. <laughs> of course, a wise man like Benjamin Franklin knew that many other things are also certain. But he just stopped at death and taxes. A born-again Christian that is walking by faith knows that there are many certainties other than death and taxes. And so while we're certain that we're going to die, while we're certain that if we're living and, and, and a, being a normal citizen that we have to pay taxes or we will be billed taxes. While we're certain about those things, uh, there are also many other things that us Christians are certain about. Christians are not afraid to say, we know. We just read that. Uh, in fact, the word know occurs 39 times in John's brief letter we, are, we just read. Eight times in this closing chapter. As Christians, we can say we know or we're certain about many things when it pertains to the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom. You don't have to go dabble in the occult. You don't have to go mess with the witches. You don't have to go in the world and go to the fortune teller to tell you things that you are trying to be certain of and that you're trying to be assured of. We're going to the wrong places for assurity and certainty. Help me, Jesus. One of the first certainty the Christian have is this. We know Jesus Christ is almighty God manifest. One amen. Yes. We know that God is one. We know that he manifests himself as man that we can see him and he's one. You don't believe me? In 1 John 5 and 20, the scripture says, and we know, I love it, that the Son of God is come and had given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God. Do you need more proof than that? Do we need more proof than that? That the scripture says, the son, Jesus Christ, is the true 
God. Underline that. Highlight that in your Bible if you still do those things. In your notes, make sure you underline that in your notes a few times, about three times. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom you crucified, watch this, both Lord, meaning Almighty God, and Christ, meaning Messiah, man. In 1 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says, and without controversy, and we know. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up in glory. We know that God is one and he manifests himself in the man, Jesus Christ. There is no two and three people in one. There's one God and he manifests himself as man in Jesus Christ. As Christians, we know. We are certain. We are assured that the eternal, invisible God manifests himself as Jesus Christ and that he is not three co-equal persons. He is one, the only true and living God. His name is Jesus. Have confidence in Jesus, for he is God Almighty who is able to do exceeding and abundant above all that we can ask or even think. This confidence that us believers can approach the Lord Jesus and that he listens to our prayers is based on the same confidence of knowing him And that we are his children by being born again of the water and of the spirit and living our life by faith. Can I pause to say this? Let's make this thing a little bit more simple than how we've been making it. What do you mean by that, preacher? If we know that God... Almighty became man and his name is Jesus and we know if we know that when we repented of our sins and got baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sins and we got filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost we know we now have eternal life if we continue to walk by faith and righteousness and holiness we know that okay so if we know that Why do we struggle to know all these other things when we've already claimed the most difficult things? We have already claimed that God became man. We know we've already claimed that one day we're going to heaven. We know. So why is all the other things that we desire of God? Why are we struggling to claim those To believe that he will do those things for us. Why? Ask yourself that. Why am I struggling with that? Why is that such a hard thing for us? This confidence 
means boldness or freedom to speak to the Lord Jesus Christ regarding the things you desire according to his will. It is one thing to know that Jesus is the almighty God. Uh huh. And that we are his children. Uh huh. But what about the needs and problems of daily life? Glad you ask. Because we're believing him that he's one, that he manifests himself as the man Christ Jesus, that he went to the cross and he shed his blood and he died for our sins and that we repented of our sins. We got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We got filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Uh, We're living a holy lifestyle. We're living by faith. And yet and still we're not believing God that he can heal, that he can save, that he can deliver somebody else, that he can set the captives free. Why aren't we believing that when we've already believed the hardest things that he probably or we will perceive that he can do? Jesus helped people when he was here on earth. Does he still help them today? He certainly does. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if while our God walked the earth as man, he was healing the sick, opening blind eyes, delivering those possessed with demons, uh, and blessing people. If while he was walking the earth, he did those things uh, because he's no longer walking the earth physically, why would he not continue to do those things? He's still doing those things, church. He's still... Opening blind eyes. He's still healing the sick. He's still turning situations around. You remember the man that was possessed with demons and he lived among the tombs for many years. People tried to tame him and try to control him and he just drove them away and scared them to death. But Jesus came on the scene and when Jesus began to walk toward him, he says, Lord, and he bowed down to the King of Kings and the Lord of lords. If he did that while he was here physically, why can't he do it now? While his spirit is still roaming. And you ready for this? Why can't he do it now when we are his representation? Because that's really what he's trying to do. Chrisaya, when I told you, you and Tim and, and, and so many of others other that's in here that God didn't just save us just to say, oh, I want you to go to heaven. It's more than that. He saved us so we can be ambassadors, so we can represent him, so we can do the same things he did while he walked the earth. You know what's interesting? Many of us have decided we wanted a certain life. Whether we went to college for a certain career or we want to live a certain life. And we have decided within ourselves, this is the life that I want. This is what I want to accomplish. This is how I want to live. And you know what's interesting about that? In my little bit of age of living, we claim those things, but we did not know exactly what they all entailed. 
I know when Tim, when you said you wanted to be an electrician, you didn't know all that electrician included. I know y'all nurses, when you decided you want to be a nurse, you had no clue what some of that meant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No matter what you decide you want to do in life, you won't really know everything about it until you start doing it. Then all of a sudden, I told you I tease the Lord sometimes. I tease him because I, I, I can't be saying this in no disrespectful way. I say, Lord, you called me to preach the gospel. He didn't call me to be a contractor. Lord, you called me to preach the gospel. He didn't call me, Lord, to try to build stuff. Because you know, I don't build stuff, Lord. And so most preachers might have thought that when God called them to preach, all they were going to do is preach. And then you start getting into what God called you to do, and you realize, oh, there's a whole lot more than this, a whole lot more to it. And that's the same with your career, whether it's nursing, whether it's being an electrician, whether it's being an accountant, whether it's being a doctor, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you have desired to do in your career, you will be surprised because there will be some things that you didn't expect and anticipate it will entail, and now you will find yourself having to do it. Do you walk away from that career? Do you walk away from that life? Well, that's the same thing with living for God. When we said that we wanted to be saved, all we thought about was, I want to be saved. And then you give your life to God and you realize, oh, there's more to this than we had expected. And I want you to know there's more to this than you or me could ever expect. But God has given us clear instruction as to how to handle all of it. He didn't get us in this lifestyle and gave us no answers and gave us no direction. He says, if you will ask of me anything in my name, according to my will, you will have it. Earthly fathers take care of their children. Does that mean our heavenly father does not take care of us? But we trust that our earthly fathers will take care of us. So why are we getting worried about the Lord Jesus not taking care of us? The word confidence in this text means freedom of speech. That is with God. We can come to the Father freely and tell him all of our need. You are free as children of God to speak to him freely with no hindrances. You don't have to go and speak to someone for them to speak to God on your part. Oh no, you can go straight to the Lord Jesus yourself and pray and say, God, will you hear my cry today? It's a travesty that people still think they have to go to somebody and express to that somebody what they need from God and that person will go to God for them. That's a travesty that we would ever think that today. Us speaking to the Lord Jesus and him answering is called prayer. Simple, simple, simple. 
prayer is not spiritual hypnosis. Nor do we pray because it makes us feel better. We pray because God has commanded us to pray. And because prayer is the God-appointed means for believers to receive what God wants to give him or her. Prayer keeps a Christian in the will of God. And living in the will of God keeps a Christian blessed. We're not beggars. We are children coming to our Father, our wealthy Father, who loves to give us what we need. Have confidence in Christ. Too often we lack confidence in ourselves, and we let that affect our confidence in the Lord. You don't have to be confident in who you are. To have confidence in Jesus Christ. We're letting our confidence about ourselves interfere with the confidence we should have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Have confidence in Jesus. You don't have to have confidence in yourself. We think we have to have confidence in self in order to have confidence in Jesus, but not necessarily. What you, what, what you and I need to do, or should I say, what God needs to do, does not depend on anything we have to do. What God, what we're asking God to do in our life, does not depend on anything we need to do. Because we can't do anything about it anyway. I always used to say, and I still do say, why worry about the things that are out of our control? Why are we so concerned and worried about the things that are out of our control? Let's leave the things that are out of our control to whoever can control them, which is God. The nature of our confidence in Christ depends on our connection to him. Mm -hmm. If we ask anything, he heareth us, which has only one requirement, and that is, that we ask according to his will. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions which we have asked of him. If we will open our hearts today before we leave here, and we will open our hands today before we leave here with the position that God is getting ready to give me something, if we will do that, we will receive it, and we will leave with what God has in store for us. James chapter 4, verse number 2 says, Ye lust and have not. Ye killed and desire to have. And cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Now that's a whole loaded statement there that the scripture just showed us. Uh huh. But I will say this. I will say this. Lusting and scheming. And doing ungodly things to have what we desire will only cause us to be frustrated. And that's what some of us have been doing. You've been lusting for what you desire. 
You've been scheming for what you desire. You've been doing ungodly things for what you desire. God don't need your help. So don't say God understands when you scheme. Don't say God understands when you're lusting. Don't say God understands when you are doing ungodly things to obtain what you want. That's not God. That's not the way God works. That's what James said. That we're doing all kind of things to get what we want. But that's not what the scripture wants us to do. The scripture, the Lord Jesus doesn't want us to do all of that. No. To try and obtain things purely because you desire it is ignorance. Pray and ask God for wisdom so you can know if what you desire is according to his will. But God wants us to have the desires that we have expressed to him. The scripture encourages us to ask the Lord Jesus what we desire if it's according to his will. In John chapter 4, verse number 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that said to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Jesus was talking to a woman that had been divorced five times and was living with a guy. And she went and asked him, She was talking to him. He even helped her because she didn't ask him anything. He was just talking to her and he proposed to her. If you will ask. And he proposed to her if she will ask something that's of God, according to God's will, he will give it. She wasn't saved. She wasn't born again. She wasn't baptized. But she asked him something according to his will. Or he proposed to her for her to ask him according to his will. In James chapter 1 verse number 5. Well, let me go to John chapter 16 verse number 24. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. There are some of us that are not asking according to God's will. He says, you have asked nothing in my name. But, he says, ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. We haven't asked him things according to his will. We haven't asked him things according to his name. We've asked things that are not God's will, and we're frustrated. James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and upbraid it not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. If we will ask whatever we desire, according to his will, he will do it. And so, as I close, 
I want you to begin to put your mind on what you will ask the Lord before we walk out of here today. I want you to begin to ponder in your heart. I said everything that I needed to say to you today just so you can understand that there's a way to ask. I didn't leave you to be reckless in your asking. I didn't leave you to your own demise in your asking. I didn't leave you in a place where you will be frustrated when you're asking. I try to position you by teaching and instructing you how you should ask. Whether it's wisdom, whether it's the infilling of the Holy Spirit, whether it's healing or deliverance from sin and strongholds, whether it's restoration of self or restoration of a relationship, whether it's financial, financial provision or salvation, just ask Him. You have the freedom to do so. Mm-hmm. Just ask Him. Don't ask him stuff that's outside of his purview, his will. The first thing you will know to know it's not in his will is when you have to hurt somebody to get what you want. If you have to put somebody in a compromising position to get what you want. If somebody have to have, to have less than for you to get what you want, that ain't his will. You don't even have to go there. All you have to do is bring to him what is in your heart that you desire that is according to his will. If we don't receive what we desire when we pray, then ask him to change your desires so that they perfectly corresponds to his will for us. Some of us have been asking and we haven't seen it. And I'm here to tell you, Maybe it's because you're not asking according to his will. And so maybe you need to change your prayer today and say, Lord, if you have not given, given me what I've been asking, then maybe it's not according to your will. Will you change my desires so that they perfectly correspond to your will for me? That way I don't continue to ask amiss. That way I don't continue to ask for stuff that is irrelevant. In 1 John 3 and 21, the scripture says, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. That's a powerful text. Short and sweet. If our heart condemn us not. Meaning, many times, I'm closing. Many times, I'm done. Many times, we set out to do wrong. We already know it's wrong. You don't have to be a Christian. So for Christians, when you set out to do wrong, you have the word and the spirit that will tell you it's wrong. Non-Christians, when you set out to do something wrong, you have your conscience that tells you it's wrong. God got us all situated. So if you have not yet fully given your life to God, you know what you're getting ready to do that's wrong because God gave you a conscience. So the conscience will tell you, don't do it. Not right. But you went ahead and do it anyhow. And for Christians, you have the word and you have the spirit and your conscience to tell you, don't do it. 
is not right. And when you're, when, 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 when you're convicted, because that, that's what that word condemn means, when you're convicted to do something, then it means something is not right with you. When you're convicted to not or to do something, it means it's not right. So it means you have to get your heart right. Some of us just overlook the conviction. Some of us just move right past what we are feeling in our heart and go and do wrong anyway. Well, what you get out of that is just the way it is. And so if our heart convict or condemn us not, then we have confidence to know that God will hear us. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. We stand. Until we look at all of life, including our strongest desires, from the perspective of God's plan and priorities for us, our life will be constantly hounded by the awareness that we do not have. What does that all mean, preacher? You know what it all means? It all means we have been desiring things. That is not according to God's purpose for our life. And all that will do is cause us to desire more things. When you just desire things and it's not according to God's will, all you will ever do is desire more things. You hearing me? When you desire things that are not according to God's will, all you will do is continue to desire more things. This is why our world continues to be engulfed by sin. Because they keep, I keep saying about technology, when do we stop? When do we decide that that's enough technology? When do we stop and say, what else do we need our devices to do? We're never going to stop saying that. Because when you are trying to do things, when you're desiring things outside of God, you will never be satisfied. You will never be fulfilled. You will always want more and more. But if you flip the script and you desire the things of God, that same desire that's continuous, that same desire that says, I want more and more, you will be asking for more and more of God, which is a good thing, as opposed to more and more of all your desires of this world. The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. This world, as you know, it will not always be. One day this world will all be finished. And the only thing that will remain will be the things that are of God. Everything else will be destroyed. And so to think that all we need to do is keep on desiring the things of this world, we're deceived. We're tricked. We're hoodwinked. We're not going to fortune tellers, but we may as well be going to fortune tellers. Because we're desiring things that's going to lead us to destruction. As opposed to desiring the things of God 
that is so easy that when we ask of God, he gives to us freely, willingly. He says, you have it. Because when you ask it, I hear you. And when I hear you, you will have what you petition. He didn't say it's coming. He says, you will have it. And so I say that to you to say today, you will have whatever you petition of God that is according to his will. Don't you be concerned as to how difficult you perceive what you're asking is. That doesn't matter. The Bible says with God, all things are possible. When we desire the Lord Jesus Christ first, then we will ask him for things according to his will. And he will give generously to us. You living for God, for real, for real? Whatever you ask of God, you will have it. Because it changes the whole game when your focus is on the Lord Jesus. And then you say, Lord, I, like, I would like this or I want to have this. That's easy for him. Because the biggest thing that the Lord have to contend with us with is making sure he doesn't give us stuff that will corrupt us. Stuff that will lead us into sin. God only wants to give to us things that will be beneficiary to our eternal life and our relationship with him. If we will ask, if we will have confidence in Jesus and not in ourselves. Come on, church. If we will have confidence in Jesus, before we close out today, we can go to him and ask. It's not too hard for him. And so if you're here today and you need something of the Lord... Why don't you step out of your seat and just walk down between you and Jesus? This is not about confidence in me. Not confidence in yourself. You don't need to be confident in yourself. You don't even have to worry about what mistake you made last night, what you did wrong yesterday. You don't even have to worry about that. No need to worry about it. All God is asking you to do today is whatever you need of him, it won't be something that will corrupt you. It will be something that is according to his will. For some of us here today, there's relationships that's been broken. And God wants to mend those relationships. That is according to God's will. You think God's will is that you have any problems with anyone? No. So the relationship that's been fractured, God wants that relationship to be restored. Have your way, Jesus. Uh, I feel it in my spirit. Relationships, relationships, relationships. Some of us have given up on relationships because we are looking at the person. Can I help you this morning, this afternoon? Your confidence is not in the person. Your confidence is not in you. It's not in the person. Your confidence must be in Jesus.
That's who fixes the relationship. That's who mends broken relationship. That's who will bring things back together that's been set apart. So you don't need to have confidence in that person. Lord, I'm looking and they seem like they don't care. That's not your concern. Your concern is to have confidence in Jesus that he can do what you ask him to do. There's some of you that think that your sickness is so bad that you don't think there's any hope. God want me to tell you, stop making your sickness to be greater than God. Your sickness is not greater than God. He already received 39 stripes that every sickness you can ever have, you can be healed of. Stop making your sickness. Your sickness is not a crutch. Today, I want you to give, express to the Lord that you don't want to deal with this sickness anymore. You don't want to deal with this sickness anymore because you want to move on in Christ to do what he wants you to do. Hear me, somebody. If you make a promise to God today that you will serve him, that you will get more involved in the church, He's going to heal you. If you will declare to God today, I'm going to get more involved in the kingdom, whatever you want to do in my life, God, He will heal you of your sickness. All you got to do is ask. It's not difficult. You don't have to beg. Just ask. Just express to God what you need of him. Somebody, God wants to give you one more chance. Hear me. God want to give somebody in here one more chance. He had given you multiple chances. And you act like he didn't. You treated all those opportunities that God had given you like it was no big deal and you lost out on them. God wants you to understand that because you are here today, He wants to give you one more chance. But the one more chance that He's given you, you need to do something well with it. You need to turn from your ways and turn unto God. Let's lift our hands. You know your circumstance. You know your situation. You know what you need from God. I don't need to touch you. Nobody don't need to touch you. All you need to do is tell God what you need of Him. And when you tell God what you need of Him, I want you to just thank Him after that. I don't want you to get into nothing else. I don't want you to beg. I don't want you to get into no nothing. I just want you to tell God what it is that you want from Him. You will have it. And all you got to do is just begin to thank Him. Begin to worship Him. 
begin to praise Him because He has given it to you. Lift your hands with me, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I touch and agree today with every one of your people that have stood here today that is now declaring unto you what it is that they want for you to do. I touch and agree with them right now, Lord, that whatever declaration, whatever petition that they have made to you, that, Lord, they will have it. It is your word. We have not deviated from your word. It is your word, Lord God. And so we're saying, God, hear us today. We're not going to beg. We're not begging because we're just operating according to your word. Somebody go ahead. Tell God. Tell God. Tell God what it is that you want from him. And God will give it to you. And once you have done that, I just want you to worship him. I just want you to begin to praise him. I just want you to give him honor. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you have given to us, Lord God. As we have made the declaration, the petition, we thank you for what you have given us. For Lord, we now know we have what we have asked of you. For we have asked it, oh God, according to your will and in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we receive it. We receive it. And we thank you today for having given us what we've asked. You're such a good father. You're such a good God. There is none else like you. And Lord, we thank you for our relationships that you have mentioned. We thank you for the healing that you have placed in our body. We will serve you. We thank you, Lord God, for the infilling of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for revival in our soul. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us financially and for working your work in our lives to be ambassadors of Christ. Oh, Father, have your way today. I touch and agree with you today. I touch and agree with you today that God's will is done, that you have what you have asked of the Lord, and it will be so in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't dwell on it. Don't cry about it. Don't beg. Just thank God. Just say, God, I thank you. I thank you for being so good to me. I thank you for loving me. I thank you, Lord, for your blessings. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy, your kindness. God, you are so good. God, you're so good. You're so good, God. You're so good. And we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm still in your hand. This is my confidence. You never says, don't cast your confidence. Believe in what you pray for. Amen. And pray in God's will. Amen. 
and God will do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. Amen. We just have to believe and trust in God's word. That he's able to perform. Amen. That he's able to do. God's hand is not. He doesn't have to build up his, his strength. Amen. All power is in his hand. We just have to believe. To receive. Amen. But we got to pray in God's will. God is not going to stop his will for being performed. Amen. He's going to do it. Amen. We thank you for allowing God to move. I thank you for the our bishop. I thank you, God, for his word. Amen. We want to pray in dismissal. Does anybody want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Do we have any baptisms? Any baptism, amen? Any baptism. Has God's been tugging on your heart? The water is ready. Amen? If we want to pray in God's will, we got to do God's will. Amen? And this is God's will, amen? For us to be saved. And God just move in our life according to his will. We just conduits. Amen. So we thank those who are online that joined us today. Amen. Our online congregation. And we want to pray and dismiss them. All that, let's bow our heads in prayer. Amen. Father, we thank you, God, for what you have done. Merciful. We praise you, God. We magnify you, God. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're about to do. I know we can't see it, God. But I know, God, that you are stirring faith. That we, oh God, will believe and trust in your word, oh God. That nothing, almighty God, will be withheld from us, oh God. But that you, oh God, will give us the desire of our hearts, oh God. That you, oh God, will give us, almighty God, in the name of Jesus. Help us, give us confidence. Give us boldness, God. Let your spirit, God, be with us, oh God, I pray. I pray, God, that you will be with us and you will comfort us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, increase our faith in you. We give you praise and honor, God for what you're doing, God, and what you're about to do in this hour, God, because I know that you heard us. I know, God, that you heard us. We praise you. We magnify you, God. In Jesus' name, you are dismissed in the name of Jesus Christ.